Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with an Investor. We are going to get straight to it. Is your physical exercise or lack of destroying your results? So let's dive right in. So are you killing your results by not paying attention to your physical fitness? Let's have a look. One of the things that came up in conversation in the mindset coaching community was physical fitness. The call started on Sunday about an Ironman competition and what's involved in getting ready for something like that. And one of the things that I've seen over the years is the people get different results. They, Some people seem to do really, really well and there's certain traits that they have, there's certain things that they seem to do. Now, you could you could say that maybe they just do these things because the other people that are do that are looking to do the same thing that they want to achieve are also doing those things. It got me thinking: is it just a case of you know birds of a feather flock together, or is there more to it? One of the things that um, we teach in the uh, mindset coaching community is one of the Rosicrucian teachings. So the Rosicrucians were uh, an order of uh, people that protected hidden knowledge that had the secrets uh, that were from uh, ancient times that track all the way back to uh, Hermes Trismegistus and Hermetic Principles. So they used these techniques to essentially get the most out of this experience that we call life. And one of the things that they teach is the backward review. Now the backward review, and the, as the Rosicrucians uh, taught it, was is that just before you go to sleep and you're in bed at night, rewind through that day all the way to when you got out of bed that morning. And the idea was is that you would then review all your actions before you got into that bed in backwards order to the point at the start of the day. And what that primed you for was is that you could review the things that you had done well and it could give you a bit more of a, an idea of how you would like to shape the next day and also any of the problems that crop, cropped up during the day, you would then have these in your subconscious mind before you went to sleep because your subconscious mind is most active when you are asleep at bedtime. Anyone that's had dreams will understand that. So what's Rosicrucian's teachings got to do with physical activity and why would it be impacting your results? This is a pretty good question because I, I started thinking back about my own life and when, when I was building the structure of how to create mount mindset, and what what would what would you need to do to ascend this mountain? So, for those of you that haven't heard about mount mindset, it's a little short story that I wrote about the what it's like to get on top of your mindset. Because a lot of people will know that if they have the wrong mindset, they're not getting the results that they want. So maybe they're feeling maybe you feel inconsistent. Maybe you feel you give up too easily. Maybe you feel like uh, you're not worth the thing that you're aiming for. Maybe you listen to others too too much. Maybe you're distracted too easily. So there's lots and lots of things that bring you back down. And you maybe have a goal of what you would like to aim for. So I described that a bit like a mountain. And in that mountain, you imagine that you're at the base. And we call this mountain, Mount Mindset. And the idea is to ascend up to the top of this mountain. Now, it, just like when you climb a mountain, and for those of you that haven't done it, it's, it's something where you just need to keep the momentum up. 
And one of the things that you want to do is keep ascending all the way until you get to the top. And anyone that's attempted a mountain will, at some point, have went back down before they reach the top. And it's a bit like your mindset. So when you have this mindset that one of these things that show up, you might listen to your you know, inner voice that we call the inner bitch, uh, that talks you out of pushing through when it gets hard. You might get easily distracted with something at your work or something in your life. Because life does happen. It's not to take away from that. It does get in the way. So... What we want to try and understand is is that to ascend mount mindset, it's a bit of a challenge, just like climbing a mountain. And when you look at your mindset a bit like getting to the top of the mountain, it's a different perspective on just your usual situation because you'll see people, and we've all done it, watch a motivational video, and we get all hyped up and we feel amazing and ready to go and it's just, oh, let's do it. And then next thing, Nothing's there. You're just back to where you were before. So then you constantly seek that motivation to seek that. It just feel that again. And then it goes. And it's just like this. You get these little blips of motivation. And motivation, when you want it, will not be there. It's like that friend who is always there when times are good. You know, they're always there when you're making money. They're always there when you've got something on. Uh, but when the chips are down and you really need them, Maybe you need a hand with something, maybe you're stuck somewhere, maybe you've broke down and you need them to come and get you. They're always busy. They don't have any time for you when you really need them. And then when you have something to provide them, they're always there. And motivation's a bit like that, friend. It's never really there when you need it. So what you learn to develop, when if you, if you don't rely on motivation, then what do you rely on? And what we teach in Mount Mindset is to discipline yourself to push through when these events come up so just to name a few you you feel the the flaw of your inconsistency reading its head saying look i'll just do it tomorrow you i don't feel motivated so you just decide to put it off to another day uh you can't be bothered or something distracts you and you don't get back to it and then it goes to the back burner and left for whenever you remember it again the inner bitch tells you hey it's too hard it's too tough it's this or it's that all these things are on mount mindset because the, the whole journey of mount mindset is you're trying to ascend this mountain and on this mountain there's many many different ways to the top but along those routes are the things that try and drag you back down to the bottom like these things the lack of consistency the lack of motivation uh easily distracted I'm not worth it, I don't feel it today uh, whatever way you want to wrap it round if you ever played a board game I played a board game when I was young called Snakes and Ladders so the board game is made up I think of 100 squares and you need to make your way along the board until you can get to the top to win and you're playing against other people that are in the, uh, playing the board game with you and on the board is a square can sometimes have a snake or a ladder and what happens if you land on the square with a ladder, you can go up to the next level, you can make a significant jump. But if you hit a square with a snake, you trickle back down and you fall below where the uh, you were before. And mount mindsets like that, where you're trying to ascend to get you on top of your, mount, your mindset, but the, the distractions or the flaws or the faults that are hardwired within us try and bring us back down just like that snake. 
So the idea when you get to the top of Mount Mindset is once you battle all those little uh, things trying to pull you down and you build the endurance and you build the resistance and you build the mindset, you build the mentality, the mental strength, the mental fortitude, what happens is you end up getting to the top. When you get to the top, the very first and primary thing that happens is you're now able to see in 360 degrees from the summit of Mount Mindset the direction of where you want to go because it, it, off in the distance is all the different possibilities of all your goals and dreams. So you can hone in on, hey, look, that's where I need to aim for because that's that's ideally what I want my life to look like. And when you get to there, that's the primary reason. So it gives you a, something to aim at. It gives you a direction. It gives you a, something to work out how to get to that, that place. But the second thing and probably the most important thing is that climb, battle and effort up to the top of Mount Mindset builds the strength of your character. It instills discipline within you to push when you don't feel like pushing. It it gives you that energy that you know that when things get tough, you can, you can push through because you had to push through to get to the top of the summit of Mount Mindset. These are the things that are important to get a handle on because like for instance if you if you are you aren't consistent then you learn how to develop consistency so by using the planner that's in my mindset you develop that consistent nature if you're in a voice you're in a bitches screaming at you we'll teach you how to counter that inner voice by having an a counter offensive for when that does pop up if you lack the motivation then we teach you how to become disciplined so that you can push through even when you don't feel like it because you know that you're disciplined focused and structured towards making it to the end or to the top of this summit these are the things that are really really important and where we started off here is how does physical exercise play into that and one of the things that I would say is, is that looking back over my life, like the Rosicrucian Daily Review, taking my life and I had a look at some of the things I've done over the years. And I would say that my physical training has varied from being super consistent and disciplined and having a goal and a purpose uh, for to achieve that to just maintaining and getting by all the way to being completely uh, you know, off the training path either just not feeling it or maybe a, a slight niggle or injury or just not giving it my all. And I, what I look back on is I thought to myself, well, was my performance in other areas of my life affected by how much emphasis that I put in my physical training? And the good thing was is that I actually had some data to look back on because one of the things that, I, one of the books that I read uh, was Atomic Habits and in Atomic Habits by James Clear, you learn to monitor and identify your flaws and you then try and build a system that navigates you around those flaws. Another thing that's within uh, James Clear's book is he suggests using a habit tracker. So you want to develop habits, this habitual behaviour that you want to instill in yourself and that then make you, you have a checklist of what you want to do that day so that you can check off if you're actually doing it. So I went a step further than just having the checklist. Uh, I got a spreadsheet and I filled in a tick box next to my habit for the, each day for the whole month and worked out how consistent I was on these new habits that I'd set. And before I did that, what I realised was is that I had a perception, I had a, a, a view, I had an opinion of how consistent I thought I was. 
So like say for instance, uh, take the gym. So I would say that I trained in the gym five days a week. So I thought I would be getting 95 at a minimum to 100% on the physical training part, which was myself going to the gym. What I realised after tracking that was that that percentage actually came in at 77%. So it was significantly lower than what I perceived it to be. And it was only going through this metric of measuring it. And it showed that, first of all, my perception of how consistent I thought I was was actually nowhere near what the reality was. That made me think. I thought, well, maybe there's some benefit to do this because I've just found where I'm letting nearly 30% of my performance go on being inconsistent. And then I started to look back at my own habit tracker on other things that I'd done. And I was able to track the habits that I was using, how much I was physically training, and the results I was getting at that point in time. And something very interesting came from that. What I was able to determine was that the more I physically trained and was consistent with it, the better my results got. And it wasn't just over a month or two months. This was a period of of four years. So I was able to work out over a four-year period that if I improved my physical performance, then I would improve other aspects of my life. So why is that? Made me wonder, why would you get something like that? What, What can we determine from that? What can we work out has happened there? So what I was able to work out was that when I put emphasis on training, I got better results. I started to break down what was going on and I looked at the other things that were in the habit tracker list and it seemed that when I trained, whether it didn't matter what type of exercise, it could be going out for a walk, it could be cycling, it could be running, it could be swimming, it could be climbing a mountain. It could be uh, training in the gym, you know. It could be any, you know, even a basic exercise routine. It didn't matter. As l- when I was consistent with the training, my consistency picked up everywhere else. And I think that there's something that goes on in our body. So anyone that's trained in the gym will understand that what I'm about to explain is you have a reward for training well. So your body likes that you move, and there's a reward system where uh, you get endorphins as a, uh, a reward that your body gives for training. So I'm not sure if endorphins are a hormone or uh, something from the uh, nervous system. I need to double check that. Maybe someone can comment below if endorphins are a, a hormone or a, a chemical. Uh, but either way, this feels good. It's called the feel-good hormone. I think it is a hormone. So this feel-good uh feeling that you get from training you it's like your body's rewarding you go yeah that was great we want more of that even though it was hard and I think when that happens it spills over into the other things because what you needed to do to train is you needed discipline to make it there uh, to stick at it to, to follow it through you needed the, the the drive and determination to make sure that you stuck at it all the way through for the whole month You also needed to plan and prepare. So you had to prepare your kit, whatever it may be, uh, depending on the activity, prepare a gym bag, prepare hiking equipment, clean your bike, make sure the bike was operational and functional. Uh, These sorts of things involve preparation. And when you've done this preparation, you were then getting into that habit of preparing for what you were planning to do. 
And there's an old saying that I like, which is victory loves preparation. So if you want to be victorious in anything, make sure you prepare. And this prep preparation part was significant because I was seeing that the more I prepared for my physical activities, it then showed up in the other activities that I was also trying to institute these new habits in my life. You could see, you know, I'm a data guy, so I could plot how well it was going. So I would see everything getting bumped up. When you feel good physically, you know, we've all, myself included, know what it's like to put on uh, a bit of additional weight. It doesn't feel great. You feel sluggish. You can feel down. You can not feel yourself. You're not fired up. Uh, you know, you just, you're not you're in your perfect rhythm. So another thing that came of it was is that when when I'm going out to train physically, uh, it was, it started to change my body physically so that the physical training had a benefit in terms of how my body looked, the shape of my physique, how strong I felt, how fit I felt, and also how um, it was shifting the additional weight that you didn't need. So your body just started to work more efficiently. It looked better, it felt better, and you just had a good feeling about the whole thing. Add that in on top of the endorphins. Now you've got a nice recipe going here. So what we've got is the feel-good factor for the endorphins. You've got a little win for the day because you've trained and you've you've made it through. You've added the preparation part into your day, which is then spilt into other activities. And then you feel physically feel and look better than you did before. So it's just an upward cycle of feel-good. Now, the another thing that happened from this physical training was is that I gained much more energy so some of the things, some of the activities I would do would require me getting up very early in the morning. So a sunrise hike wasn't unknown. Uh, cycling out for the sunrise wasn't unknown. Uh, maybe I had a busy day, so the only time that I could uh, you know, get a, a workout in in the gym would be first thing in the morning. So, uh, you know, a, a, a half past three or four o'clock rise wasn't unknown, particularly in summertime if you're wanting to catch sunrise. You would do that in... Uh, you would do that early in the morning. So you would you would make your hike and climb to the top of the hill for the sun coming up. That would be early in the summertime. So it's these sorts of things that fulfill that feel-good rhythm within you. And that then spills into other areas. Now, particularly if you are looking for higher performance out of yourself more than you've ever got before, you want to maximise how much you can get out of your day. If you're getting up early and you're getting your physical training in early, you've got a psychological edge over everyone else because just as they are getting up and having a stretch and yawning and putting their kettle on in the morning and putting the boiler on to get it warm, you've already got a hike or a cycle or a gym session or even just a walk under your belt. So you're already ahead of everyone else. And that psychological edge is, is good, especially if you're up and at it and you're ready to hit the day and you're already at your optimum uh, performance, ready to go right from the off. Meanwhile, people are still trying to wake up. And as you do this, you start to see this momentum build. So you've got the higher energy, you're up before everyone else, you've got the psychological edge, you've got the physical edge because you're bigger, faster, stronger and feel good. You've got the internal edge because you are feeling those feel-good hormones with endorphins. 
And you also have this preparation part, which spills into other areas of your life. Because when you see that success, as victory does love preparation, and you're preparing on one area of your life, now you think of what other preparation you can do because you want to get the extra victories elsewhere, especially if you want the most out of yourself. So it's very, very important not to neglect your physical activity. And it's one of the things that, you know, I spend, typically in a week, we'll spend at least two hours a day physically training. That can be things like uh, stretching, walking, uh, lifting weights, cycling, running, hiking up mountains, swimming. So you can you want to make sure that you're doing these activities and to to get the the best out of yourself, and particularly if you're a parent, because you know one of the things that I noticed when I was a bit sluggish is uh, you know trying to keep up with kids. You know kids are kids are boundless energy, and as a parent, you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of yourself, and you certainly don't want to uh, be out of breath running around a soft play area or up a hill. So being in your best shape really, really makes you feel good because you can keep up with uh, the youngsters and especially if they want to be active and out and about, you you can be there, you can partake and that's part of making the memories and making sure that you're getting uh, those little moments that are meaningful uh, and you're not sitting there like a wheezing gas bag because you're out of shape and you've let things go. And that's why I would recommend that no matter where you're at, you, the first thing that you should institute as a matter of course, because I think Pierce Morgan and Chris Williamson had this conversation where they were having the discussion, is it mindset first or is it physical training first? And they had opposing opinions. I think Pierce says, look, you need to have it mentally. And Chris had says, look, you know, physical training will do it. And you can make a case for both. And I'd actually say that they go hand in hand. And even one of the things that you can do is you can physically push yourself out the door to do something. Get yourself in nature and go a walk. Even if you don't feel like it, just take yourself a walk and start and begin. right? And then once you get that first, second, third walk under your belt, you can then start to build your plan and make that commitment to change your mindset. Make that commitment to make those improvements. Because I'm going to tell you right here, right now, every single one of us has got way more potential inside of us than we are using. Right now, that can that is at different degrees because there's some people that are much closer to their potential and they're getting after it, and there's other people that are using a fraction of it. And regardless of where you're at, perfecting and fine tuning how you spend your time and getting the most out of yourself is going to be deeply fulfilling, and that is what we want out of life. We want to make sure that we're fulfilled because everyone, not everyone, wants the same goals. Not everybody wants you know, the Lamborghini or the mansion or the uh, holiday home or the jet-setting lifestyle or the flash and the cash. Maybe they want other things. Maybe they just want to spend time with their family. Maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they want to, uh, you know, take their family on holiday somewhere. Whatever that may be, because life, the beauty of this world is we're all different. So we don't need the same things. But one thing that we universally feel is we feel... The, the sense of fulfilment and gratitude for hard work. You feel gratified that the hard work that you've done, that is deeply fulfilling. And that's something that all of us can agree on. So doing a little bit more in your day that can get you closer to that gratified feeling is no bad thing. And I would suggest that if you haven't started, 
make sure that you go and add physical activity into your day every single day because it will yield results. And if you like this sort of uh, stuff and you want to find it where there's a template, you can visit my coaching community. It's over in the platform called School. Search Mount Mindset or you can visit my website at geomcnee.com. Click the button and it'll take you through to that link. You can fill in your details and it is the hardcore way up to the top of that summit in Mount Mindset. And it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter if you've completely goosed it and you're in a mess and you're just needing to get started and needing to stop the rot or you're on the cutting edge of performance and you want to you want to break through that glass ceiling. This works for everyone. And it's the way to extract the best out of yourself. And the beauty of being in a community is you're with people that are looking and seeking for the same thing that you are and that's to get closer to their potential, to fulfil their life and get closer to their goals and dreams, whatever they may be. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Conversations with an Investor. You can visit me on all my social media channels. I'm on all the major ones at Conversations with an Investor on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter uh, and Facebook. Drop me a comment if you like this. Come and visit me over in school. You will not be disappointed at the results that you get there. Going to be launching a property co- uh, course very soon called How to Become a Property Pro. So, if you want all the ins and outs about how you can actually really be a professional in this property industry, it's coming extremely soon. There's also going to be a property uh, community where, if you want to have cutting edge information from the people that are really doing this out in the ground, right here, right now, in the face of the UK recession, what should you do? What shouldn't you do? Then come and check that out. From me this week, that's a wrap.